Welcome everyone to the social van Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, Represent Plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when in doubt, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social van I feel like a businessman. <laughs> like we're like we're handling business right now. <laughs> I'm so damn relaxed right now. I'm just like <laughs> speaking of relaxed, I bought some weed today. Ooh boy. Well, you better be careful nowadays with that shit because there's people who are what, they're, they're lacing it with something. Well, uh, well, even though it's, you know, I, I could say yeah because I'm going to the, the, I'm going to the, 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 uh, do, 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 to the dispensary, <laughs> but I want to see some ghosts. Acid. No, no, never again. Acid. Want to see some goddamn ghosts, folks? If anyone wants to see some damn ghosts, I'm not condoning this, but if you ever want to see some damn ghosts or something like that, acid, peyote, or yeah, acid or peyote. You want to see some ghosts? Want to see some ghosts? Some some good ghost shit. Speaking of ghosts, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, y'all! Welcome to stab your couch two. The Greatest Stabs and Tricks, Halloween Special Edition from C Plus Studios. Uh, there was an original idea for part two like we did last year. Remember, we, we, did, we shared Halloween memories and this and that and had interviews in between. But I just got so busy with work, I decided, but, you know, I decided like, hey, why don't we do like a Greatest Hits album? But with Halloween involved theme, you know? Yes. It's a bag of, we're giving you treats. You know, we were going to do a movie, but of course, everyone has scheduling conflicts. Stephen, we, we were supposed to do, yeah, Stephen's idea. We we're going to do a little mini movie, and still could happen though. Still could happen. You know, there's horror movies all year round now. There's I don't the... know. No, <laughs> maybe a maybe, horror Christmas movie. There you see, there you go. A horror Christmas, a horror Thanksgiving. Movie. Hey, killer turkey. Wait, the fucking turkey there. comes comes back and <laughs> fucking slaughters everyone with goddamn gravy. Just put opens the gravy? Damn mouth and just pour the gravy down their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but well, here we are. <laughs> we wanted to wish you a happy Halloween from C Plus Studios. Uh, we're playing some greatest hits here, uh, especially with interviews. Especially interviews I felt like they've been slept on. Especially the Kevin Eastman interview. Like, I feel like that, you know... That was a good-ass interview, and I don't know. That I, was kind of slept on. Yeah, it was really kind of slept on. A lot of folks just kind of... Eh. But that's, you're not just getting interviews. You're also getting music. You're also getting a wrestling match. I'm not saying what all this stuff is, because you have to watch and you have to enjoy it for yourself. But I can tell you some of the artists... That, that, that signed up on this, did he? That's right. Uh, we got Even Heathens. Mm-hmm. Super group. All right. What is this one? Let's see. I just got all these confirmations, like, today, and I just put them together. We got the Michigan Misfits a track called Infected Mushrooms. They were nice. They gave this to us today. That this cool. is, That's a cool cover. Yeah, and this is when it was released. <laughs> it's featuring Straight Jacket and Billy Obeya, Alazul Ilu, and so much more. You just, Say that five times fast. Alazul Ilu, Alazul Ilu. Al- mm-hmm. <laughs> Long live evil. But no, the, this this special is filled with a lot of great things and not just music. There's wrestling. There's comedy. There's there's. It's just a nice bag of tricks, if you will. Cool. So. 
Now, I'm ready. The first stab you couch was fun because that that was our first actual like a holiday special. Yeah. Talked about our costumes, talked about what Halloween meant to us. And, and then um, then after that, we did a Christmas one. Uh, Don't be a dick. Let's help St. Nick. <laughs> I want to do a part two of that one, too. But I think that's the thing we should plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the day yeah. of. Because <laughs> it's what we do best. Um, but no, and then uh, there's one there's one interview I want to talk about that was frightening upon itself. Was our, our very first. Miss Athena. Our very first one. Athena Finger, um, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> so, Yo, you're going to show them how we did it? Here's one phone, okay? We had one phone. <laughs> we had the son bitch cranked up all the way with the speaker on. And we had the other phone just like this. That just was, like this. That's how we did the first interview. And you'll probably tell because of the audio. But I think it came out. Remember both of us were like, this is going to be shit. This is going to be shit. But it actually came out pretty good. It did. It came out really good. This, this is before we were trying, you know, we were exploring hangouts and shit like that. And, you know, before Zoom, well, Zoom was here. Zoom just didn't take off yet. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom yeah. didn't take off. And what was the other one? There's, there's another one. Everyone kept talking about it. What is the one that Steven's always talking about? Um, Goddamn Discord. Discord. Yeah, Discord. I was kind of thinking, I was like, there's a lot of things he always brings up. Draft House and stuff like that. Goddamn Draft House. I mean, he just, like. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I hope you enjoyed uh, him. We actually did justice this time and let us, let him play us in to the show. Um, so, because last time <laughs> we couldn't even hear the audio on the live stream and we had to do the sounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, something happened. Yeah. Um, you know, StreamYard, good shit, but it's just really not really user-friendly sometimes. It's <laughs> not really not, man. man it and pisses me off. We're, we're going to get it down. Like, live, the live stream's still new to us. The, you know, we used to do this in the car all the way up to now, and it's still a learning pro work in progress. We're still learning, you know, and I think we're getting better uh, as we go. We are. I, I, you know, it's been a ride. I know. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a ride. spooky ride because every time we do something or make something, it's always like, oh, see how they like it now. You know? <laughs> and if y'all don't, we fucking love it. Yeah, we. I'm that, that's, that's just me. Well, I, I just, I just. Love I, it. I do too. And it's like uh, <laughs> when I was thinking, making this like the greatest hits, mm -hmm. they're the greatest hits to us. Like, you know, people could be like, Oh, man, that shit wasn't that funny. Well, we thought it was that fucking funny when we did it. Like, <laughs> we thought it was amazing when we did oh, it. People don't tell me that. Really? Hmm. Um, I don't think it was that funny. I, I, but then again, a lot of people are afraid to talk to me. I don't know why. No, they are. They are. I don't know why. They're like, just get the fat, emotional one. <laughs> get this boy who <laughs> cries out of the fucking movies. <laughs> That's that, that's their tactic. They're just like, we ain't fucking with him. But that fat, scared, bitchy little motherfucker that cries at Toy Story 4, that's the motherfucker we gotta get. <laughs> cry that Wolverine Origins. I didn't cry. No, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Oh, gosh. I have not smoked yet. I have not smoked yet. I got Damn. Some, yeah, I got some blueberry kush. They got OG. See, see I, I don't understand all this shit. I don't either. Like the guy, I, I like I was very new because like, um, I want to like sleep better at night mm -hmm. and like stop drinking again just because that was the excuse. So I went to them. I was like, Hey, I just want to sleep. You know, I want something that's just going to put me in this like, 
You know, because... A well, fucking coma. Yeah, basically, because I have nightmares. Like, really bad. I have really bad fucking nightmares. I told you about this before. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I, I went over there, and they were really friendly. It's uh, Mountain High... Mountain High... Um, Where they at? Dispensary. So they're over by the Dollar Tree. Oh, okay, where everyone hangs out at. Yeah, where you see all the people in the front? Yeah, yeah that's I where I went. Because they're sitting there just hanging out. Sitting there exchanging... They... they, they Walk out with their weed, but they're all sitting there exchanging this shit. I'm like, you guys just have you're no. You're not supposed to be doing that. No, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's, that's why they got that damn security guard out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, he's always there. Um, but not man. only shit, getting high as damn though. He's all, gotta go on break. You gotta walk the parking lot. Y'all sitting out here doing all this shit. <laughs> this is this this my this redneck feeling. Y'all sitting there doing all this shit. Y'all motherfuckers, like, y'all just can't do your thing. Cause Big Pappy, well, goddamn, pass on this way. She, yeah. What you got there? What was the last time you smoked? Oof, that's a that's a doozy. 2010. My uncle had just my uncle had passed away. We're all down in Phoenix, and I I first time me my brother. And my cousin had all been together since we were kids. Like, literally, since we were together. Like, the first time in, oh, like, 20-some-odd damn years. I'm like, I got, I got, we got highs. I can hang shit. I took three, I mean, three big-ass hits. And I fell out in the back of the damn car. Them niggas left me back there. <laughs> they, left, they, they left me back there because we got back to the house. And I was just... <laughs> Just like this, folks. Uh, like, hey, we're here. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> my worst experience with weed was with an edible. I, and I said never again. Oh, oh, edibles. No, I, I, it was just, um, well, I was dumb because I went with, uh, remember Pat, Patrick? Not thought he knew everything. Mr. Like, I'm Mr. Combo genius, but didn't know shit. That yeah. yeah, I went with him. I'll be nice. Yeah, I wasn't nice. Fuck him. I was kidding. <laughs> um, no, we went together to a movie, and he brought a big ass brownie, and I ate the whole thing. And he's like, "Yo, pass some of that brownie." I was like, "I ate it." He goes, "Well, and it was a big motherfucking brownie." Ooh. And that's when he told you it was laced. It was not laced. Well, I shouldn't say that anymore because that sounds so damn bad. It was medicinal. <laughs> and what happened? Oh my god! This is when Harkins was up here on the hill. And uh -huh. I went home, bro. I was laying in bed. I started crying because, like, my, <laughs> I, I, I was tripping so hard, and I wanted to sleep. Like it was that high where it kept my mind, like up. you were awake. Yeah, I was awake, and I was. Baked and I was like crying because I was like, I just want to go to sleep. Finally got to go to sleep at like, like right at eight o'clock in the morning and I had to go to work at nine or some shit like that. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. And I was just like, not again. They're like, that's why you only eat a little bit stupid. Your fat ass was like, hum, 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 oh my God, sweet. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you enjoy this uh, special. Stab your couch, too. Check it out. Love it. Don't love it. We will. We always do. Yeah, so. we, we love our shit. What can I say? Yeah? All right. We're about to get out of here. I know, I, know, I, know, I know there's some people like that one fool. Oh, see, he's still bothering you, huh? No, just that, just that the whole thing. Just, just. Nah, fuck them. Nah. Fuck their couch. Stab their couch.
There it is. What is that? Oh, it's for a watch. See, look, folks. Uh, oh, see, that, that's how old school this is. Basically, these right here open up the back of the watch. We uh -huh. replace the battery, and then so you can hold on to to the back and you turn it. So pop turns it, pops off the back, and screw it. Change the watch. Every time I come over here, I see that thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And like, this right here, this end right here. See that end right there? Yeah, like a little bit. So that's to if it won't pop up, if it's having a hard time popping up, you go around the edges of the watch ah. like that, and then you get it, and then you loosen up. And this right here, I don't know what this is. It's, it looks like a knife, like an edge. No, that's what I thought it was. But, but the weird spiky thingies. Yeah. See, but it has no, it has no edge on it, folks. No edge. And I mean, you probably could sharpen it. No ideas. <laughs> I'll test it later. <laughs> but I hope you enjoy the show um, and let your homies know. And then hopefully, Stab Your Couch 3 next year is bigger, badder, and scarier than ever. There's going to be a lot of scary shit coming out next year. Actually, in the next couple of months. Hell yeah. Boy. I'm KMV the Sexy Ninja. This is Big Daddy. And when in doubt, fuck, fuck your couch. And eat lots of candy. Lots of candy. And cotton candy. Mm. Candy apples. Mm. Caramel. Mm. Fuck. I'll be on Phoenix. Let's just go. Let's go get some candy. Let's, Let's go, go get some candy. candy. Go get Peace some candy. We are getting candy. Yes. Yeah. For over 20 years, I heard the legend of this house. And I heard the legend of the occupant of this house. Supposedly, Supposedly, there's an apparition of a little girl that lives there. Her name is Alice. And tonight, I'm going to this house to find out if this legend is true. I remember 20 years ago, I heard about this house in the woods and how it took some people out when they came about. Legend says a little girl lives all by her lonely and the only people stupid enough to go into a home are the idiots. Inconsiderate of the dead or the crazy. That's the very least the legend says, so call me crazy. Maybe nuts, but curiosity got the better because I'm pondering. Wondering in her home to get some answers. Should I leave? Well, enough alone. Let it alone. Mind my own. Find some better things to do with my time instead of the Twilight Zone. But I got to know if it's true or not. If the legend of the little girl is a poltergeist, I suggest a lot of nonsense. Constantly perpetuated by the thrill seeker. Looking to take advantage of a situation that might have been tragic for those involved. But still, I have to see if the legend is fictitious or is it rooted in reality. Escape from poverty Alice had to haunt her home for 
open up I walk inside as soon as I'm in the door It slams shut I'm not afraid though I sold you four through this decrepit house Looking for this little ghost Coagulated blood stains Line the floors Broke just running rampant Racing around the rooms Frantic Then I hear a whisper Kind of manic Laughter follows after Her cackling getting drastic My vision starts to black And footsteps begin dragging Upon my arm Alice leaves her fingernails scratches In the black I flash a light To see the surprise it catches Her black eyes staring mine with extreme fury Her laughter stops my heart's racing Now I'm getting worried But I gotta know So I tell this little apparition That this time will be different I extend my hand and tell her let's go She's hesitant but then she reaches out Takes my hand and hers It leads me deeper inside this heart special guest here today mind-blowing wig-blowing straight up awesomeness you you're gonna feel the green you're gonna get mean with the green we have the one and only one to introduce yourself good sir hey it's kevin eastman co-creator of the teenage mutant ninja turtles and i am so happy to be here with you guys today this is awesome the last ronin hit the shelves and it's, it's blowing up. How long has this story been in development? Because I've heard rumors about it being um, early, I mean, late 80s. And Yeah, no, no. What, what, you know, what's fantastic about the evolution of this idea, it's something that Peter and I wrote um, together back in 1987. And we were sort of at a time where we had just wrapped up Turtles issue 11, and we were looking sort of down the road to sort of see where we'd take the Turtles next. And it was... Um, so we decided to look way down the road. And we said, well, what, where would they be in 30 years? And we can sort of choose that point in the future and then sort of navigate our, our way there um, through the, uh, uh, the, the the next couple of years, <laughs> the next bunch of years of, of storytelling. But then the toys happened and the um, uh, the animation happened and all that stuff, and we never, it never evolved. We never got a chance to complete that idea. So fast forward to um, that late 2018, early 2019, 
um, Tom Walsh and I were just finishing up. Um, uh, we were heading towards issue 100, which came out in December of 2019. And we said, well, where do we want to go next? And I said, well, you know, this reminds me of a, <laughs> of an idea that Peter and I had way back in 1987. Let's take a look at it, dust it off, and see if we can adapt it and bring it into um, a whole new uh, age of opportunity. So that's really where the, the kernel and the seed. So it's it's definitely a story that Peter and I wrote. It's been adapted by Tom and I, and um, we were just having an absolute blast working on it. And for spoilers, why Michelangelo? <laughs> it was, um, you know, Michelangelo was the firstborn, you know, even before he was named Michelangelo. Um, the first drawing I did of a Ninja Turtle um, was uh, a turtle standing upright. He had nunchucks strapped to his arm, you know, because uh, I was such a huge Bruce Lee fan. And so I loved that that nunchuck scene, you know, he did. And, uh, and so um, he had the mask on and the nunchucks on. So even though, uh, like I said, before he was named Michelangelo, uh, he was the firstborn. Um, so when we were looking at um, uh, which character would best represent all things turtle, especially the yeah, Mirage era of uh, inspiration, Michelangelo was the first choice and pretty much the, the, the last choice. We just said, no, this is the one to, the one to go with as well as, you know, as a writer, a storyteller, Tom and I both thought um, Michelangelo's story arc would be great because um, it would be the least expected to be to go from this sort of fun-loving, easygoing kind of guy, good fighter, good all-around guy, to something that's pretty pretty dark night-like intense. So it was a it was a great opportunity to uh, take a character through the paces and, and tell a good story. With Mikey, I thought it was brilliant just because I was just like, yeah, that's that's a choice I saw off the bat. But um, a question from uh, my partner in crime. Uh, he wanted to know, did you ever expect it to blow up like this? You know, the turtle power and everything? No, you know, going back to the very beginning, you know, we were inspired by, um, you know, both Peter and I, I can speak for both Peter and I, that, you know, Jack Kirby was our, our, our childhood hero. Um, he was the, the the guy that we aspired to be, or at least follow in his footsteps as best we could, because um, he represented such immense, um, and just immense creativity. Um, and and he was, you know, he was our god. He was our inspiration. He was our god. So, in pursuing that, um, you know, when we could business any other way, we found a lot of self-publishers, you know, certainly from the underground comics of the day to, you know, Dave Sim and Wendy and Richard Peeney from, you know, Cerebus and Elfquest and those kind of things. So we we found an opportunity to get into the business through self-publishing and we did it with the Turtles and we never expected to sell more than, you know, a handful of copies of the first issue, but at least we, you know, uh, we were doing something in comic books, which was our, our most, um, uh, that was it. That was the pinnacle. So uh, the fact that it blew up and now here I am 58 years old, I'm still drawing turtles and I've had a lifelong career drawing comic books like my hero, Jack Kirby. Um, you know, I, I just could not be more humbled and, and great fan support, of course, for uh, they gave me this job. What is your favorite interpretation of all these years? Like what, you know, the car, there's a bunch of cartoon series, a concert and everything like that. You know, what is your favorite adaption that you look at? You're like, hey, that's pretty cool, even though it's different from your vision. Um, I would have to go straight to the um, the first Turtle movie that came out in 1990, the Steve Barron, Jim Henson, Todd Langdon script. Um, that, that to me was the perfect storm of all things Turtles, whereas we'd had the cartoon show, which was definitely a, obviously a much lighter version of the turtles for kids. Um, but we had the edgier, older, you know, Mirage to black and white version. And to me, um, that first turtle movie met it right in the middle. So I would always say 
Um, if, if somebody said, what represents your characters the best, um, besides the original series that Pete and I did, I would say the first Turtle movie. Um, but I also, you know, I really adored um, uh, the 2007 um, Kevin Monroe movie, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and then for comic books, I feel like uh, the IDW series that we started in 2011, and like I said, we finished in 2019, was a pretty much a definitive reinvention, a reimagining of the turtles, but sort of stayed the truest to the Mirage thing. So that's 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 what I call the definitive comic series. I'd look to the um, to the IDW comic series. Sweet. And uh, my brother's going to ask a question real quick. How did they approach you, or like Seth Rogen approach you about the animated film he's going to be taking on? Uh, well, the funny part is they, they didn't and they don't have to, um, which is kind of a thing where, you know, when Peter and I, um, you know, I originally sold my interest in the Turtles um, to Peter in the late 1990s, early 2000s, and then Peter had control of it and then he sold it to Icom um, in the late 2000, 2009, 2010. But then they brought me back in to consult on the cartoon series and the comic series, and I've been working on the Turtles since probably 2011. And so Nickelodeon is really the um, the, the parent and the ownership, uh, they're the owners of the Turtles. And so they kind of decide what they want to bring me into or not bring me into, but they, you know, let me you know, carefully and specifically say that they've been such a great friend to me. They've really brought me in and asked me to consult and work on it and help them guide um, the series in, in many different ways. Um, but um, uh, it's, it's been fantastic. But when Seth Rogen, um, you know, uh, it, it took over, it actually, uh, when it was announced that Seth Rogen was going to do a turtle movie, Nickelodeon called me beforehand and said, this is going to be announced. This is what he's doing. And I just said, look, you know, I know Seth is a huge comic fan. Um, uh, he probably knows the Turtles very well, but if he ever wants any advice, um, I've had a little bit of experience with Turtles, so I'd be happy to jump in and help you. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he wants to do his own thing, and that's um, that's that's totally up to him. So it'd be um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Seth Rogen, so it'd be great to uh, give my two cents on it if he wants it. But if he doesn't, then I wish him good luck, and I'll I'll, I'll be sitting with the rest of you in the theaters when it comes out. So <laughs> groovy. All right, I'll pass it back on to KMB. What What is your feeling on the concert, the, the live concert? I love the live concert. I thought I have that soundtrack down to my memory. Do you have a favorite song? Well, the concert was a, was a really interesting experience because um, to Peter and I, we were like, you know, um, when we started working on the cartoon series and the toys, we knew that we were taking the concept that we had originally created, which was intended for an older audience. We knew we were working specifically um just redesigning it for a much younger audience so you know the live um stage shows um, um for, for kids whether it be you know um you know disney on ice or those kind of things we always thought those were just super cool and, and great for that younger audience and so when we were approached to do it we we weren't sure at first if it could be adapted um in a, in a way that would be um you know fun um or, or you know we just we, we couldn't sort of go there but the, the, the guys that produced it, they wrote a whole bunch of songs, which we loved. Um, they put together a show that was, uh, you know, epic in scale. There's many sets and big changes in the sets and, and stuff like that. So we thought it was a real great experiment um, and just fun for, for especially the younger kids. So, uh, um, you know, I remember still going to the... Um, um, the, uh, the the opening of the show at Radio City Music Hall <laughs> in New York City, and I've never been to Radio City Music Hall, but just going there and for the first time and watching something that I co-created 
um, rollout and this big stage production to me was was just fantastic. So it was it was great. And a lot of I've just heard from so many fans over the years that just really have a lot of great memories of that show. So hearing your comments really uh, makes my heart happy. So thank you. That's great. Before before we get going, what I like is uh, to open the floor for you to plug whatever you like. You know, the floor is yours. Uh, sure. Well, thanks. Now, um, you know, basically, I always point people to the, um, you know, KevinEastmanStudios.com, the the website we have. It's kind of a, it's a cross between a fan site and we, um, and a sales site. We we have lots of exclusive um, material things, but more importantly, it's a great way for us to stay in touch with you all because uh, um, we've had a really um, um, uh, uh, sad year in that, you know. Um, um, we like being out there. We like being on the road. We like meeting you guys. And I'm saying that selfishly because uh, I know you guys are feeling the same way, but we love doing a con. We love doing the conventions. We like being out there. Our fans uh, are the ones that are responsible for, um, uh, you know, they've given me the greatest job ever. So we miss seeing you guys and we're just happy that um, you're all being safe and taken care. And so when we can get back to business and, and hanging out at uh, comic cons and we're going to see you all there. So, uh, um, but yeah, Kevin Eastman studios is to find out where it's happening, where we're going to be, what we're going to be doing and just general tidbits of information and fun stuff that we try to make the site as fun as possible. So check everything. You know, everything is there. So Sweet. Well, we thank you so much for your time. Uh, there's a special thing we do on the show. I don't know if you want to do it, yeah. but uh, we, we always end the show on when in doubt, Fuck your couch has just become our signature line. <laughs> so, well, when in doubt, fuck your couch. Fuck it. <laughs> it, it's become very popular for us. And so, what I usually do is I set up by saying, when in doubt, then both of us will say, fuck your couch. All right, y'all. Well, the legend, Kevin Eastman, thank you so much. And when in doubt, fuck, fuck your couch. I have always liked Kawabunga. She came to me, veins dripping on my Martins. She came for me, 
from the sin that bugs are invested in This dick that you ride is peeking out your mouth You wrap the inside as you head down south Sucking on my cock just to feel something But your corpse is cold, you become nothing I fucked her to death just like she asked It was worth it to Anything can happen, and like he just said, the loser loses his job. Uh, anybody got a plastic bag I can pick that up with? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Crowd's always here to help me out. Here, I'll just throw it on your headset, Miles. There you go. <laughs> hey, you can put it on. It's an improvement. Hey, I'm usually on the radio, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> All right, so it is main event time. At Payne's Giving, thank you, Vic. So it is a rematch between LZ Throw and Parallax. Now, of course, these two met at Dawn of Destruction, where LZ Throw won the title as they lock up in the middle of the ring, and there's an arm wrench by LZ Throw. I'm wondering, you know, I've been wondering ever since the stipulations came about. If we're going to see a technical match, are we going to see an extreme match? What are we going to see exactly? The match is no disqualification. I don't think either man was prepared for that. I'm not sure if they're going to adjust their styles or if they're going to simply ignore the rules. we got to remember, it's not just the title on the line. Jobs are on the line, That's correct. Too. And I'm not talking about that John Mark Jobs. <laughs> it's very entertaining oh. what happened to him. Oh. As Parallax attempts to lift the big bulk of the KAW champion, cannot get him over. Once again, the winner of this match will be the KAW champion. The loser 
will no longer have a job as LZ oh. finds out if there's a roll-up. One, two, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a fast count. A perfectly fair right down the middle two count. A fast two count, I believe you mean to say, Vic. Very obvious. Unless you're inside my head, you can't tell me what I'm thinking or saying. Very fair. However, I did, can look in the middle of the ring and I can see Sean Patrick, his hand hit the mat two times in very rapid succession. Hey, you're the one wearing glasses here. Maybe you need a new prescription. Oh, Parallax and Elzita are looking for the test of strength. Locking up the fingers. We're going to see which one of these two big men is stronger. A metaphorical test of wills, test of strength. Who deserves the AEW Championship and who wants it more? Who can withstand the body odor better? It's like Parallax gets the advantage, but El Zitro oh. drives him into the corner. Zitro playing a smart move. He's not going to play that game. Shoulder hits. That's very correct. Valid point. Very valid point by El Zitro. As, uh... I hate to oh. say, I think our boss needs to be reminded about the disqualification. El Zitro flying across the ring, flying over Parallax and dropping his face in the ring. One, two, two. Oh, come on. A two count. A two count. Just a two count. I think El Zebra might have had him there. He drove Parallax's face into the mat. But a, a slow count this time. I think, uh, you think Sean Patrick might have a grudge against El Zebra a little bit, Vic? Well, how could you not? I don't blame him if he does. And El Zebra is driving the knee. Sean a guy who holds grudges against everybody, including his own parents. He also said he wanted a, a man of integrity to referee this match. As... Well, considering the kind of roster we got in this company, can you blame him? El Zitro applying the leg lock, working over that leg. He's been very diligent about that over the last couple of minutes. Is he going to make it to those ropes? Driving the knee, Parallax trying to get to the ropes. And he does. Rope break, and uh, El Zitro has to break the hold. Now keep in mind, Vic, this is the second match that Parallax has wrestled tonight, and the first one was a hard-fought victory over his brother, Calnino. Oh, I don't forget at all. I was just talking about before you got over here. You got to keep up on things. Uh, you know, I, I have lots of jobs. Oh, my gosh. As El Zithro oh. driving his considerable bulk into the back. He's, he's going to start turning this guy into a pancake. El Zithro certainly dominating this match right now. Oh, AEW champion continues to work the left knee of Parallax, who is having a really hard time getting to his feet right I'm now. glad to know you can tell left from right. I can. Thank you very much. If I, if I mess that up, that's your job to correct me. And LZ throw, trying setting up uh, Parallax for another offensive maneuver. So drives him into the corner, elbow to the face. Another forearm, hard forearm to the face of Parallax. He's going for the Irish whip into the corner. Right in the ooh. Parallax lands hard. Ring. And El Zitro's coming, but now. Missed the clothesline, hit the turnbuckle. I got to say, can you think of a more classic El Zitro move than running straight into the turnbuckle? Turnabout is fair play. Parallax driving his shoulders in the midsection of El Zitro. And Irish whips the KW champion. Parallax trying to get some energy to this crowd. There we go. And the splash in the corner. El Zitro falls to his the cover. One, two, no. KW champion will not go down that easily. That belt means everything to El Zitro, as does his job here in KW. So it's a side headlock here from 
from Parallax, maybe trying to... Oh, nope. 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 LZ Throw fighting out of it with elbows. He gets out of it. And right back to the Losing arm. that belt of his. LZ Throw a equal opportunity body part worker in this contest. It looks like Zetro might be making a habit of losing belts. Oh, I see what you did there. Very good. And... I LZ stay up all night writing these ones. Oh! Oh! oh ow! Right in the mommy tap. Parallax down in front of us. I think he might have... Stay down for a little bit. Take a nap. You want something to drink? You need a little something, a little pick-me-up? Maybe a smoke? Yeah. Would you like a smoke? Now, once again, this match cannot end by count-out, cannot end by disqualification. You know, he could use that thing as a weapon if he wanted to. Zelzithor said, I don't want to hurt you, but he's... Oh! oh look at that! See? Now this is what I was waiting for! Well, the first weapon used in this no-disqualification match is the Sash of Zithor. Oh! Right here in front of me. Parallax drives his fist into the face with an uppercut. Parallax trying to fight his way back into this match. Is he going to try and get El Zipro back in the ring? Oh, he's, like gonna... he's going for an Irish no, trick. He reverses it. Oh, oh my. Oh, right into El the ring Zipro. Just Irish whip Parallax right into the ring. Just mashed his potatoes. Of your uh, patented. Uh, food analogies, very good. As uh, Parallax... By the golden mask of Agamemnon, he's getting out the weapons. Elzithro is, what is, what is that? Is that? Clementine! Is that what I think it is? It's Clementine! That's your oh, Nintendo stick, Vic! What's my it doing under the ring? Oh! Oh, those deadly shots! A shot by uh, by LZ through on the back of Parallax. He wields that thing better than you ever did. And he's got him again! This thing, it's just a matter of time! No DQ stipulation coming into play here. Clementine, my old partner. Oh, knee to the face. Oh! It was a low blow! Straight to the cover. Totally legal in this match! He's got it now! Well, you know, Clementine, she never stopped. He's going to town! What's he finding? Oh, I can't wait. Is that a cookie sheet? He's not making brownies, I'll tell you that much. Oh! What? Sean? I think Sean Patrick just passed him another oh, one. He's just getting them out of the ring for safety. Where did Sean Patrick get that close oh. man? He just busted it over his head again. Oh, Zetro's looking like baked goods right now. Oh, another headbutt. Head oh! El Zetro is going to be not crazier than he already is. You know, these two men, Vic, have a lot what? of respect He's for each for other. He's going for... Oh! Slot had this match. He's choking him out! He's trying to hang El Zetro off the ring apron with his own sash. El Zetro's short on breath. I was saying, Vic, the... the no, oh, oh my god. I can't say anything. There's just so much of the mutual respect between these two men, but they're still willing to do anything to keep their jobs. What's he gonna to do now? What is no, he's not gonna do that. Oh, oh no. my god! Through the cookie sheet! Onto the chest! I don't I, I, I saw some stuff down there. I don't There's even have more. words. Is there more? more. What is oh. that? Is that a broom? It's time for the queen's sleep. Say a broom looks like it's already oh. drives it into the back. What the hell is under that ring? Who put it there? Oh! 
Whacked in the head with metal over and over again as El Titro. He's what? He's, he's fighting it out. He's straightened it out. Look at that. He's, hey, he's got to make it good. <laughs> he likes his weapons in working order. Cackling like a maniac, which of course he is. What is? What is he going for? He's going for a sidewalk. Oh, oh my! El Citro. I never knew I could like Citro so much. Making flat bread here with a cookie sheet as as Dita's sidewalk slam parallax. Now there's got to be more goodies. What's what's Citro doing? He's looking for something else. Oh, he's digging. These two. It's like oh my Christmas God. underneath that mat. I have never seen anything like this before in or under a KW ring. It's about time we started to see this kind of. Oh, here it in is. KW. It's a steel you chair. You can't say much for Citro's aim, okay? He is wearing that mask. Makes it hard for him to see. Yes. Oh, he's, he's going to make a nice more? pizza pie. Oh, oh, oh. Rapid fire shots. El Citro is insane. It's made to order just the way he likes it. That chair is in the ring. I think it's time for somebody to take a seat. Is Par Parallax is not moving, Vic. He's not moving. He's outside the ring. He can't be counted out. El Zito's going to have to drag Parallax up to his feet and into the ring. Now Parallax rolling on top of the chair. Look at the look and here his, it comes. Look, look at his eyes. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he is. He might as well be on the planet Ola right now. Is El Zito looking oh, no. for oh! more damage? Right into the sternum. Both of these two men, but Zethro in particular, big He could have cracked some ribs doing that. He could have. They are displaying a vicious streak. Never before witnessed in a KW match. What is El Zito going for here? Uh oh. Oh, no. Uh oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you're for the Violeta! Face first. Violated more. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. That's a finish moving left, even when there isn't a chair in the ring. Cover him. He's got a head full of stuffing at this point. An admittedly lackadaisical cover, but another slow count from our special guest referee, Sean Pat. It was, it was a normal count. This match should be over. LZ4 should be our champion. Parallax fighting on. Well, he you know, know. I, think, I think Sean Patrick might have actually... Oh, he knows this. He's going to tear his head. And he just cracked LZ4 across the face. No, that's not enough. He's still oh. Two. Oh, God. Three. Three shots. Three strikes and he's out. Three straight shots. Parallax rolling him over. He's going for the win. Short patch. One, two. Oh. You're going to tell me. You just saw the count. Great shot. That Zethro had on Parallax. And now you saw the count that Parallax had on Zethro. You think those are the same thing? That's the same cadence. Pretty much. Pretty much. He's taking off the wraps. He's going bare knuckle now. If this were another wrestling company, Paul Levesque would come down to fire Sean Patrick right now. Parallax, because he's finally back on his feet. Parallax is all the punishment he's absorbed, and now he's delivering the punishment himself. The Lion of Oa, trying to win the title. Going again! Oh! Another chair shot. I'm not so sure how Jordan would approve of this. 
Hal, Hal Jordan may not, but Parallax oh, would. A meeting of the minds! Headbutt. Parallax looking to set up the chair. He's trying to set it up in the ropes. I'm just glad we didn't give him a set of Legos. He can't seem to fit things together. What's he going for here? Parallax oh! with the splash! Oh! That hurt both men! That is! It's just as damaging to him as it was to Zetra! That's the stupidest thing I've seen all night! With Parallax turning up the heat, the straps are down! Parallax is I on fire right now! I didn't know going to be seeing a show tonight! Somebody get him some tassels! Give up! No! Oh! Okay, Parallax might have been going for the mask there. I'm surprised by either of their eggs aren't scrambled at this point, all those I think lines. they are. I think they're completely scrambled. I think both of these men are completely out of their minds right now. Parallax got another cookie sheet. He's got two more! More toys! Where did these come from? Julia Child would not approve, but I certainly will. Uh, you're in favor of any sort of violence, as much violence and bloodshed and carnage as you can handle! There's one! Is he gonna bring another one? Another one? Two! Oh, oh my! A daily double right there! Parallax concussing LZ throw! Trying to drag him back. Shoulders down. One! Two! Oh! Zedro still has fight in him! I'll give Sean Patrick this. That actually looked kind of like a good count. A little bit. Maybe. In all my time, I, I, I will tell you Zedro has never been one to go down easy. That's absolutely true. Parallax. Oh, he's going to do more. Look, he's... It's not done. Oh! See, Parallax keep a continually asking El Zedro to give up. As El Zedro coughs up, I was coughing up blood, I wouldn't be surprised. Both of these men, he's going to need an iron lung after They have one. so much respect for one another, that's not stopping them from beating the hell out of one another as... Oh, look at him. He's just a nice guy, you know? He's just... Sitting, yeah, he's sitting he wants to take a little rest. rest. As Parallax comes off the ropes! Close line over that the chair. That cannot feel good on the spinal. He's going for the cover again, and there's Patrick. One, two, no! Shoulders were down, but only a two count for Parallax. Trying to win the title, trying to keep his job. Doesn't want to retire El Zithro, but he knows he has no choice. Bust to the head again. I would not be surprised. some mighty demands out of Parallax. He, he wants him to stay down. He doesn't want to inflict any more punishment, but he wants the title. And there he goes with the elbow drop. Cover again, no. He's going back to that submission hole. He's going for old we school saw this earlier tonight. No. The garbage didn't work. No. Maybe the real crackling will. If he squeezes any harder, that head's going to pop like a crate. LZ throw trying to get to the ropes. Look at his feet now. A parallax wrenching back on the neck. Selzy throw in his he's way. He's, he's, got got way. he's got it. He's got it. Patrick just. Pretty sure Patrick just told him his feet wasn't on the ropes. His foot was on the ropes. But it's no disqualification. It is no disqualification. That's correct. There are no rope breaks in this matchup. Good call, Vic. It's Parallax dragging the champion back to his feet. Well, these men are exhausted. Sorry, all. We saw that move earlier. He calls that the lion's will. 
And there's the cover. It's, it's got to be done. Two, it's got to be over. No, now. it's not. LZ once again, kicking out of the lion's will, and Parallax has to be wondering what he has to do at this point. How much damage can he's that... gonna take off the other rat? Oh, please! We got children in the audience. How much damage can the deranged head of LZ Throw take as Parallax tries to choke him out again? These two men are leaving everything in the ring tonight. It's for the title, and LZ Throw fights out of it with the forearm to the face and the elbow right in the eye. Okay, the rolling move. outside the ring, he certainly cannot get pinned out there and lose his title. He's going. He's going. Is he going around. back under what the ring? What kind of presence are he in? Ah! Parallax following him out. No, Parallax having oh, a hard on. time getting to his feet. He's been through hell here, but he's following LZ through around the ring. LZ through rooting around looking for I something. I think that mask is, is making it hard for him to see what's down there. I think it very well could be. Oh, oh he got him with something. What is it? What is, is that oh, a golf a club? It's a golf club. He got himself a wood right there. Who set up the ring tonight? <laughs> I never took him for a golfer. Never took him in for a golfer. But he's got a hell of a swing. I never liked golf, but I must be able to get away now. Oh. LZ throw taking Parallax to the three woodshed. Oh. And oh, he's using those feet. Parallax oh, taking his way through. They're right next to us. Vic, you better watch out. Oh, oh, oh no, Parallax he's a hell of a golf on oh. his own right. And he's going for the choke. They, this is not a game of football. Oh, my God. He's got that Anaconda Vice locked in with the golf club against the throne of LZ throw. And Sean Patrick is just watching. He's just loving it. Yeah, well, there's nothing he can do. I don't think he would if, they, if, if he could. Uh, we got we got somebody calling a death out here. I think it might be a little early. Anybody know a coroner? You oh shoot again. One more time. What? More talk from Parallax. What's he going to do now? Parallax with oh! the splash. Again, again, well, I'm not sure if it hurt him more, but it definitely hurt him. LZ Throw's not moving. Champion is down and out on the side of the ring. As Parallax again asking LZ Throw to give it up. Give up the title. Oh, no. LZ Throw refusing, and he gets another cliche across the face for his trouble. Oh, my gosh. It's going to take more than words. It always has taken more than words to take down Zetro. And Parallax standing on the ring apron. They are back in the ring now where a fall could actually occur. Sean Patrick waiting to deliver the count or the submission victory. Oh, clothesline! Big bull with a clothesline on LZ throw. Uh-oh. He's going up top. He's going for that big Zarbamba. Uh, thank goodness that fan's turned off. Can he hit it? Oh! Fix him out. Gets the elbow down. CLZ throw tried to put the knees oh, up because he knew enough. it was coming, but Parallax changed his strategy and delivers the elbow. A two count only, though. Oh, Look at Parallax. Parallax. He's enjoying These it two now. men have both been hit over the head so many times, they don't know who they are. They don't know they're human. They're going to have to take these guys away and put them in straight jackets. So. No! no! And again! Oh! No! This is absolutely oh! ridiculous. Cedro! 
He's getting on his feet! It's not enough! Parallax is starting to break that chair. What's he doing now? Oh! The oh okay. That's it. Seriously, that's gotta be it. Count him! Two! No! Just yeah. another two count! Sean Patrick is gonna have to start thinking about calling this match, Vic. This is ridiculous. Not only are these two men taking enormous amounts of punishment oh. tonight, but they don't seem to have any concern for their own safety. This might as well be a last man standing match. I mean, really. I suppose, although then we wouldn't have the three count in the side. Oh. Let's go! Drives him over the oh. knee. Oh. Stretch that thing out. Oh! Oh! The shot delivered to the midsection. Right in the Superman symbol! And the sidewalk slam! Cover one, two! two. It's gotta be a no! That, that should have been it. That should have been it, Vic. Sean Patrick with a slow Zitra's count. gonna again. waste his time arguing, though. I mean, it doesn't matter how fast or slow the count is. Sean, Don't waste your time! You know what? Sean Patrick is endangering the health of both these men by his slow counts, his biased officiating, and now we've got another submission hold there! It's not about health, it's about the quality of the match! And this is a quality match! Well, yeah, there's a submission hold going on right behind you. There's a submission hold going on right behind you. He might win the match right Does now. Does anybody know what time it is? Parallax, he's got the chair. Parallax has the chair. What is he doing? Ouch! Oh, oh come on. A light tap. That was a light tap with the chair. But you know what, Vic? I'm not sure that wasn't enough. I don't think. I don't think it's the power behind behind the hit. I think there's a there's a far eastern technique. It's it's the light touch of death. Yeah, you're yeah you're funny. It was the metal hitting the back of the head, no matter how hard, of a man who's been hit in the back of the head and the front of the head and all over his head with steel all night long. The audience is, is telling these wrestlers how to do it now. See so throw a parallax trying to get to his feet. We got somebody calling for blood. Well, we, they just might get it. They just might get it. Sean Patrick trying to get out of the way. Can't wonder if that was oh! a clothesline in the corner for El Zethro. Sean Patrick just moved that chair. My Sean God. Patrick is still oh! concerning himself with this match. Parallax spears oh. LZ throw in the He's corner. He's just gonna beat him and beat him until Axe he can't handle. get up anymore. Give me that shit. Give me that shit right now. He's telling everybody what, what is to he do. looking for? Somebody from the audience is getting involved. They're throwing it into the ring. Board. Members of the crowd throwing Parallax a, a cookie sheet as if those haven't been used enough tonight. We like getting now? our viewers involved. He's going for the 2020! Oh, ouch! With the cookie sheet, he's got the first one! And there it is oh. again! That metal sheet being driven over and over again into the skull of El Zethro, who is somehow still fighting, but his shoulders are down. One, two, no! It's not three! It's still not three! It was so close, I... I, I Someone needs to talk some sense into these two Sean animals. Sean Patrick is warping space and time with these counts. That's your explanation. It he's warping be. space and time. Can you think of a better explanation? Uh, yeah, they, I could. He's, he's a biased official. That's the explanation. He clearly wants LZ to lose this match. 
Sean Patrick wants LZ to be fired, just like he was fired. Oh! Oh! Where are those Parallax cars? is up top, but LZ throw cuts him off in the pass. What, what's happening here? What's he going for here? This cannot be good. He needs to watch himself. A rough landing it's dangerous. these men. He's going for the byline. Oh! Oh! Off the top. That was hideous. Oh, my God. Oh, if he covers him, it's over. If Zito covers him right now, it is over. The only move that was the violet board off the top. There's the cover. Patrick was doing something to the chick. What's he's clearing it for safety. He's not even counting now. He's not even counting. One, two. Come on. Just a two count. As this referee, is ridiculous. As referee, he just got a clear. This is a travesty. El Zitro is losing control. This He's is not smart on Zitro's part. Parallax to the ground. Oh, Lions will. Lions will. Can he cover? Can he win the title? He's not. He's not. Oh, he's not going go for it. He's, he's not taking any chances. By taking more chances. Turning him over. Rolling him toward the corner. Boots in the midsection. Chair on the midsection. Uh-oh. Oh no. He's going for it. He's going to get him right. He faked him out earlier. This is the fake down. Oh. Bamba on the chair. One, two, three. Oh. It's over. A serious match right there. I can't believe it. It went as long as it did. Zetro now without a job. He's gone. Not just as he no longer champion, but he is now fired. And he's fired. Well, they say everything is cyclical. Elzitro's out of this company. I want to show off respect. What a show of respect. Oh, oh this disgusts me. This disgusts me. Elzitro raising the hand of the oh. champion. Elzitro's gone. Sean Patrick. Rather, Parallax. Elzitro. He's going to be making a beeline straight from the ring to the unemployment Strange officiating now. a controversial match, to be sure. But one thing is certain, Parallax is your new But mushrooms that come up and disappear in four or five days, some of them can feed you, some can kill you, some can heal you, some can send you on a spiritual journey. So to have something so powerful and yet so ephemeral, it's natural for humans to avoid that which they don't understand out of fear because they don't know the difference. Infected mushrooms grow where the moonlight glow and they be lying. That's what Simon says, so I let my family tell. Infected mushrooms grow where the moonlight glow.
just painted Tell me why my motherfucking nose bleed red Don't be junkie, ain't that what you said? I'm blowing up my brains like a bottom down I've been sober for a day, think I'm better now Breaking down the bottle, loaded in the chamber Danger, danger, shot from a stranger How do I know? You won't leave me dead on the side of the road Just a couple days, I'll decompose Just another corpse in the dark, let a mushroom grow Inflected mushrooms grow Where the moonlight glow when they be like That's what Simon said So I let my family dead Inflected mushrooms grow Where the moonlight glow when they be like That's what Simon said Shotgun to my fucking head I'm just in a cap So fuck it, donate the rest of the bag I'm seeing red and now or later I'm brain dead Zombified on the hunt for the flesh I've been fucked up before but it was nothing like this in the back and Billy sitting passenger in a mask with an ass When I laughed, the sounds demonic When I crashed, I lit the chronic and passed it to empty seats Hallucinate till I vomit The mushrooms are infected I watch myself bury my own body and try to resurrect it I've lost all of my senses It's senseless to try to get a grip The infection's relentless Inflected mushrooms grow Where the moonlight glow when they be lying That's what Simon said So I let my family Mushrooms grow where the moonlight glow when they be like That's what Simon said Shotgun to my fucking head This for those who truly lack vision Billy blasphemy, give them boom baptism Underneath the moon, let me explain, you gon' find them dead I eat shrooms, this ain't a game, I do what Simon says It's time for a vacation, take a trip with God Am I a family man, like Chris Benoit? Nah, I can never do that, my third eye by the rhythm of the doom bat This house like a prison and it's true that I guess sometimes to let the demons out You gotta tidy up and clean the house Inflected mushrooms grow Where the moonlight glow when they be like That's what Simon said So I let my family dead Inflected mushrooms grow Where the moonlight glow when they be like That's what Simon said Shotgun to my Separated from fungi 650 million years ago. We are descendants uh, of fungi. Yeah. Um, we share more common ancestry with fungi than we do with any other kingdom. And fungi are closer to animals than they are to plants. Animals came from fungi. Inflected mushrooms grow where the moonlight glow when they be like. That's what Simon said. So I let my family dead. Inflected mushrooms grow where the well, here it is. The interview of interviews for us. We are so excited. We are beyond ecstatic about this. Because this is the only fucking person that said, okay, I'll do your show. <laughs> yes, and thank you very much. We appreciate you. We love the fuck out of you. Yeah, much love. It's uh, Athena Finger, and if you don't know who that is, look up this amazing documentary about her uh, great-granddad or granddad? Grandpa. Gra gra uh, mm -hmm. Grandpa. 
Um, he helped establish who Batman actually really was and not Bob Kane. Yes. A lot of people should know the story now because it's been out there for a while. I've been friends with her on Facebook. Um, she's just been really nice and, you know, and she has amazing fucking dope art. So go to her Instagram, Twitter, and all this and that. She'll plug that too. But go check it out. And here is our interview. Hello. Hey, this is Kyle. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Uh, this is my buddy Phil, who does a show with me. Ms. Athena, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Just, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally got it all set up. We're all ready to go. But um, uh, yeah, let's just jump on in. Uh, how's your day? How's, uh, how's it out there on the other side of the coast? Uh, it's been pretty cloudy all day, but it seems like the sun, of course, is coming out now when I can't Go lay out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Flagstaff is one of those weird places too. It's the weather's so off because uh, we're in the mountain area of uh, Arizona, and the weather's weird oh. up here. It snows, it rains. When it's supposed to be summer, it rains all the time. And <laughs> so you have it all over there, then. Yeah, it's, pretty much. It, yes, it's all it's all over the place, and it's a it's a college town, and that's one of the biggest things we bitch about because. This place is so cluttered. Right. <laughs> but uh, jump into it. Phil, you want to ask your first question? Yeah, well, my biggest okay. question is, okay, I watched... I can hear you guys while I paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. What are you painting? I'm working on Swamp Thing right now. Dude, that that piece is that piece is fucking dope. Like, swamp uh, Thing. Yeah. Is that... Okay, there's, here's one of my questions. Who's outside of Batman, obviously, who is one of your favorite comic book characters of all times. Oh. Um Felix the Cat. Hey. Hey, that's they that's that's that the, it, yes. <laughs> Good old Felix. Well, no, we weren't. Well, that's the thing too that I think is dope. Is like a lot of people are like, oh well it was it's uh it's Batman or something of that nature of any but then uh, like my my dad, my his favorite character in the whole wide world is Betty Boo. I, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, so. Well, without Felix, you wouldn't have Betty. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's really he's really drawn to that uh, the old cartoons and whatnot. So I appreciate that well, answer. Definitely Felix the cat because he's awesome. Felix is badass. Mine is Popeye. He, Nice. The original Popeye, yeah? The original Popeye, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Instead of eating uh, spinach, I used to eat my grandma's greens and thought I'd go out and whip some ass, but, you know, it don't, <laughs> it don't work that way. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, uh, no, I, I really like Felix the Cat. Um, as far as, like, the, the current stuff, I've been reading The Strain. Oh, uh, the the vampire one, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange take on the whole vampire idea nice because it's not a vampire that has like teeth and he's still human they, they morph into this completely different being it's really cool did you watch the tv show by any chance i i'm i'm one of those guys like i'm so off i'm so off on tv shows i used to follow so many shows and i think i I really don't have that free time anymore. No, because cause, cause free time yeah, turns into cartoon yeah. time. Yeah, you know, I was watching, yeah. I had like 20 shows. I even made myself a little list of what showed every night. It was Monday through Friday. I had my little check boxes of what I had needed to watch. But I threw that out the window. 
Yeah, I was, I'm a TV. I'm a TV holic, and my wife would laugh at me because I would have it like like printed up on the for every season. I had the shows and when they're exactly going to be there, and they're gonna. That's what I need to watch. So leave the TV alone or the DVR set. And <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny. She gives me so uh, much. It's a great series. Um, unfortunately, it's not on anymore. Oh yeah, uh, but it's really good. The comics are good. Um, the artwork is really cool. Um, you know, I'm not a big comic book reader, though. So, well, I mean, it's kind of a new thing for me. I bet, and you know, after seeing the documentary and stuff like that, and you finding everything out, you know, did it just blindsided you? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I knew some stuff growing up. Like, after my father passed away, you forget a lot. You know, I was young when he passed away, so it's not like I had people really to ask. So, um, it was, it was overwhelming for sure. Um, but it was exciting for me at the same time. I was getting to learn about this whole other side of my family that I didn't really know. Yeah. And you know, I I remember, uh, I think when you were on Kevin Smith's podcast, you were talking about how everything's sort of changed now and everyone's like, like, cause you go to cons too, right? Yes, I do. So do you get, like, the fanatical fanboys that ask you so many damn questions? You're just like, calm down for a second. I don't know everything. Um, no, people are pretty respectful. And, you know, I think I've had enough time in public now that I think people understand that that's not really the medium that I grew up with. Um, cause I, I've said it a lot. I mean, I was busy making my own art, and my medium that I used that I was really drawn into, and my father was a huge influence for this, was um, horror movies, and that's really, and I was, it's funny, I was just talking to somebody, and, you know, horror movies were really more like comic book, you know, people would turn to their superheroes, I turned to my supervillain villains, but it wasn't reading, it was watching them actually, you know, perform these acts of courage. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I get it too, you know. And um, well, Phil's first question was pretty good. Wanna wanna lay it on, Phil? He's oh, he punk ass is not ready. I'm I'm over here just sitting back, just chilling, listening. I'm like, hey, this is this is all good. Okay. First question: (laughs) Do you have any comic book projects in the works? No, I do not. But she can though. Her art, I. I'm, I want to praise you and I want to kiss your ass right now. Your art is fucking awesome. Everything you post up on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because I think that Star Wars one you put up, remember, I think I commented like that. Just You need to make prints and just sell them because you can take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the works of getting a product line pulled together. It's just, you know, I got to paint and then I got to take pictures of them and then some of them are commission pieces so I gotta get them ready to be like sort of and sent out right away so it's like I'm still a newbie to the business even though art always been something that I've done since I was a kid this is like the first time I've really pursued it as like an actual business and making money off of it so um, I am constantly getting stuff pulled together for you know, making posters, because I know people can't always afford the originals, and they still want a piece of artwork, so um, I'm definitely working on that. 
Yeah, um, definitely the Star Wars the one. The Star Wars one is one that I definitely want to get out there, and I know people will definitely want it. You, you got your first Star customer Wars on that one. Huge <laughs> thing right now. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Star Wars geek, and Phil knows my ups and downs with the franchise. Boy, he he is bad with that man. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I I'm a Star Wars fan. I am not a turkey in any way. I'm not. I haven't even seen the new movies or anything. Like it's not. It doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. See, I, lo- I love. I love you. Star Wars all the way. I, I love you even more now because you said you're a Star Wars fan, not a Trekkie. <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie either. I, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch the movies, but I'm like, eh, this is boring, man. They they have just boring stuff. Yeah, I like. I, I like. Give, give me my lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even waste my time. I was like, no, I'm not even going to enjoy it. Why am I going to like sit here and torture myself? <laughs> <laughs> so... Just going into this, we have killed every Star Trek lead for if we're going to get an interview right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's no. It's all good. It's no, all it's good. true. I, I, my uncle. Okay, um, like, this is funny. You guys will totally appreciate this. Okay, so I'm a Star Wars fan, and my ex-husband, who's my son's father, is totally a Trekkie. He Whoa. Star Wars. Like, he's like, I am so not into Star Wars. I find it extremely boring. Like... I'm so about Star Trek, and I'm like, okay. And he would dress up as a red shirt Trekkie every Halloween. He had the whole thing and everything. Like, he was totally into it. <laughs> and so for many, many years, my son refused, and I mean refused, to watch any Star Wars movie with me. I'm like, Benjamin, come on, please. Just watch one of them with me. And I was going to start, obviously, with New Hope. Because that's where we all started was with the new Oh, home. yeah. Absolutely. And so, he's like, no, Mom, I'm not going to like it. It's not Star Trek. Like, stop trying. Like, I'm not going to do it, okay? <laughs> I, uh... I'm like, fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> right, kid? My, my, my uncle's, this, my uncle was the big Trekkie in the family, and he tried so hard with me. I'm like, yeah. any character on your Star Trek is nothing compared to Han Solo. I am sorry. Solo is the coolest guy of all time. Well, guess what? His current girlfriend is a Wars fan, so guess what he has now done? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just going into that, did you watch Solo? Yes, of course I did. What'd you think? I thought it was so much fun, and I think people are taking it way too seriously. It's a yes, standalone film. It does not fit into the storyline. I don't think it's supposed to fit in, and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. It was a lot of fun. Same here, and you know, we both agreed. We we both had a lot of fun, and I'm going to say this out there. I've been saying it before. I loved it more than Last Jedi, because Last Jedi, I was one of those radic fanboys that... <laughs> yes, he was. Girl, you should have seen him after the uh, the last Star Wars movie. Uh-uh. I almost, almost, almost hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, was, I was so bad. Go ahead. See, okay, so... This whole thing of being so, like, I understand about being into the, your character and your storyline and whatever, right? And I used to be like that about Stephen King's movies. Because it's really hard to take his written stories and put it into a two-hour movie. Like, it's impossible. Oh, yeah. And so, um, I used to be that way. 
and I used to be like, that's only they got everything wrong. Like, what the fuck? Did they not read the book? Did they call the cliff or something? Like, seriously. But you know what? Fiction. And so I, I kept, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm driving myself <laughs> No, that's. That's what I, I do with Jedi. I enjoy the artist's interpretation of what this person is trying to, you know, create for us. And so I've really taken the, the unless it's like something that's historical and it's supposed to be accurate, I'm never going to walk into a fictional movie and be like, oh, well, they did this wrong and that wrong. <laughs> really done badly and you're like, holy shit, I was wasting a <laughs> well, I can. But I mean, it's very, very rare that you go to a movie theater to go see that type of movie. You go to a movie to be entertained. Yeah. So that's the leading question I ask myself now: Was the movie entertaining? Did I laugh? Did I cry? Did I? Did I overall enjoy the experience? And that's what I go for. And so I noticed that when a lot of these Batman movies come out, that people just like rip them. To shreds. And, you know, after Suicide Squad, I went on a little rant, and I usually don't do this, but I was just so tired of it because, first of all, I think it's the way that they do the reviews for movie now sucks. I remember yes. back in the day when I was a kid, you didn't hear anything about that movie until the opening weekend, and that's when you heard everything. But a week before, when the premiere goes out, and like everybody gets to see it, and then everybody writes their little blogs and podcasts and all their bullshit, and they rip the film to shreds. I'm sorry, that's not doing anyone any justice. And so my little mini rant was like, come on, people, just make your own opinion. Don't listen to anybody. Go to a movie and ask yourself, were you entertained? Did you have fun watching it? And that's really what it should be about. It shouldn't be about whether they got these fictional stories right or not. Hello, they're fictional. It's <laughs> not historical. It's not bibliotic. It's not an autobiography. It's not any of these things where fact-checking is necessary. It's uh, a story. It's a court. It's a made-up story. That's to right. To entertain the masses. And that's what it's supposed to do. Fun, entertaining. Oh, over. <laughs> I, I just got schooled there because... Uh, Literally, I'm going to tell you, The Last Jedi uh-huh. <laughs> ruined almost four months of my life to the point where I was bitching about it so much. Like, Star Wars is not allowed to be talked to in my house anymore. <laughs> like, the wife's like, like, no. What? I'm about you, like, obsessed about something for four months of your life that really doesn't have any influence. In I know, right? Well, for four months, we had to hear it. Wow, this part, did you see this part? But After a while, I was like, would you shut your pie hole and just enjoy the damn movie? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was yeah, it, it, you know, my my fandom is uh it, it gets crazy, but there's sometimes too where I go against when people bash, especially when it comes to DC, and I know uh, a lot of the influence, especially Batman, you know, I know they they've dropped the ball here and there, but sometimes the movies were entertaining. Like I love Batman versus Superman, which was the first credit to Bill Finger, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in the movie, in the movie aspect, because I remember when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that is awesome!" That was badass. I love seeing that. <laughs> that was cool. And yeah, uh, I enjoyed that movie. Again, people were so brutal and critical about it. Yeah, there were some things. It was kind of long. They just need to have certain things in it. But I mean, again, it's 
DC is still trying to, unfortunately, try to figure out their formula. Um, you know, they've stumbled in a few places, but I think that, that uh, you know, bringing it back to the original roots of the, of the actual character is, is really something that they've kept true to since the horrible, you know, movies that came out in the 90s and early 2000s that were like, oh my God, why were we even thinking of <laughs> Like a... Uh... Like an Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> and the nipples. And oh, the nipples. Okay, but I mean, like, they do keep some consistency with their form. It's just they haven't found their formula. Yeah. Or Batman, at least. I mean, Wonder Woman movie was freaking kick ass. Yes, oh, yeah. It was. It was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah. I, um, I was in the theater and I was like, I remember, like, my little girl power came out, like, especially when she came out of the trench, and she was like, I'm going to break the line, and no man will tell me. I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, funny story. Um, back in 2012, when um, the Dark Knight Rises premiere was happening, uh, I had a chaperone from D.C., and we were sitting on the bus to go to the after party after the movie. <laughs> chatting and I was like so what's happening with Wonder Woman and she's like nothing there's no market for Wonder Woman you know we had a pilot come out it didn't do very well no it um, didn't we just we really don't see a market for it I'm like are you crazy like there's about these powerful women role movies that are coming out like Hunger Games and like The Huntsman and like all these other movies that were really hot at the time where it showed very powerful leading women yeah. and I'm like what do you mean there's no market for it she probably for Wonder Woman since Linda Carter like I don't know what you're talking about lady <laughs> <laughs> very true and you know and that I, I I still scratch my head to this day I'm like it took this long and after we've had 20 yeah. interpretations of Batman and 20 interpretations of Superman, it has taken this long for you guys to finally be like, oh, Wonder Woman's marketable. Yes, she is, because she kicks fucking ass. Yeah, I know. She literally said the words that there was no mark. And I'm like, girl, you don't know your demographic. And I'm even in the comic book culture. <laughs> and what, and, what's, and what, 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 what I found... I mean, I remember Linda Carter and you know, doing her football on the, you know, TV and her becoming Wonder Woman and kicking ass on TV. Uh, where was that after the 70s? We didn't have anything like that after the 70s. That was it. And it was like, what, the, what happened? Like, <laughs> seriously. You know, what do you mean there's no market for it? People are starving for it. You just got to do it right. Well, that was the funny thing about what I loved about Wonder Woman is that they had all these interpret like Kyle said, all these interpretations of Batman and Superman, yes. and they got it once, the first time they got it right. Yep. And I was like, good. Well, you know, you I think the actress has a lot to do with that too. I mean, she's she's got the look, she's got the right mannerisms, like she really pulled it off. Yeah, Gal Gadot's awesome. I, I, uh, or is it Gadot? Get it? Gadot. 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 Uh huh. But she's amazing. Oh, yeah. And uh, so with all these movies coming out, do you kind of just get, like, DC's like, hey, come to the premiere and do some press and whatnot so people can ask you about Bill and whatnot? Well, they don't ask me to the press, but yes, I do go to the premiere. They, they do um, invite me. 
and that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to say this out loud to myself, and it's going to sound very funny, but I am jealous because you probably met Ben Affleck, right? <laughs> okay, so, um, celebrities are weird, okay? So I literally was standing no more than three feet away from Mr. Affleck, and he still didn't want to meet me. Oh, Ben. <laughs> because... This is gonna sound. Well, I mean, literally, he could touch the top of my head with his hands <laughs> without even extending his arm fully, and he still would not meet me. Oh man! I was like, that's messed up. Like, didn't do anything. That just created you millions of dollars and three movies and many more to come. But you know, yeah, it's nice to meet you too, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the re- oh, that's that's amazing. The reason why I brought that up is because I have such a damn man crush on him. I don't know what it is. I, yeah, I, he's very handsome in person. He is. He's very tall. I didn't expect it. I mean, I know that I've been told that he's six feet, but I'm like, he just doesn't look six feet to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very tall. He's very handsome. You know, he is what he is. But I mean, I was just like, wow. Like, seriously? Like, you can't even take two seconds. Literally, just turn your head and say hello, and then that would have been the end of it. I was just like, "Wow, okay." That's jacked up. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd kicked him in the shin in front of everybody. Well, I say I say celebrities are weird because I've had both ends of the spectrum. Okay? I've had the experience of where I've had the security guard physically remove me, Damn. put their hands on me, and push me aside. Well, that's weird. That's that's um, that's crazy. Even, even after I explained who I was, I was trying to introduce myself to Will Smith. Um, that didn't go very well. Um, and then I've had the experience, like, with um, Angela Bassett. When I went to the Green Lantern premiere, uh, I went to the after party, and I was, you know, there were a few of the actors were the, at the after party. I mean, of course, that movie was horrible, so nobody really wanted to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She was at the after party, and so I went up and I introduced myself to her, and she looked at me and she goes, are you talking about the, the writer from the 40s? Oh my God, I fell in love with her instantly. I'm like, yes, I'm, that's exactly who I'm talking about. And she gave me the biggest hug Oh my God, it's such an honor to meet you. Thank you for coming over and saying hello. She introduced me to the whole entourage she had with her. She had like 20 people with her. I mean, it was like, it was an amazing experience. Whereas on the other side, like I said, Ben Affleck was literally three feet away from me, could turn his head, say hello, and then be like, and that would be the end of it, and couldn't even muster up the the non-ego side of him to do that because that's really what it is it's just the ego gets in the way yeah for sure and um that, that's awesome and I'm, I'm so happy that you are even taking the time to talk to this because you know we we've been we've been grinding and hustling on this podcast for so long and yeah yeah and you're you you want to know something we got to give you so much credit because you are the first person to say yes to the an interview much. uh yeah. Yes. So thank you. Thank you are you the first. Much. You popped the cherry. Honored. I'm glad I'm your first. I get to pop your cherry. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It was very, very good. Right. It feels <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I'm a good first guest to have on then. <laughs> oh, shit. You, girl, you know this. <laughs> All right. This, this is a question that popped into my head like at the last minute. 
uh, let's say DC gives you the green light to create any Batman story and it'll be canon. Who's your dream team to work with if they gave you that chance? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I be doing anything? Other oh, than yeah, no, you're drawing. You are delegating drawing. Delegating work? Yeah. Or... Well, say it again. Um, okay, well, I mean, if I'm not going to actually be doing any of the drawing or the, or the writing, but, you know, doing, like collaboration with people oh no you you would be drawing no you have to draw you, you, oh, got, you got to draw. yeah you yeah you, you have to you have you'll be drawing and you'll you're going to make up the concept so that means you got to find a writer uh some of the letters well i mean you know kevin's already asked me to do a, a job with him oh oh yeah i remember hearing about that and you know he 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 knows the character very well and uh his last two graphic novels for the series fucking amazing fucking amazing the winding guyer and um uh, I forgot the other one's name, but both Kevin knows Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been for Batman before, so um, did you guys listen to that podcast? Oh yeah, yes, I did. I, I'm, okay, well, I'm, a, I mean, I'm such a huge Kevin Smith fan. That I did give him that painting that was the Daredevil cover with Karen dying in Daredevil's arm. So I kind of freaked him out because I didn't think I don't think he expected me. <laughs> be an artist, one, <laughs> or to be good at it. Well, so, I mean, I I think that would be an amazing experience if he and I could actually do that project. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, plus two I, is I it doesn't have to be just Batman. You can do Daredevil, like you said. You know, it it's one of those things too. I think your art is so awesome and so extraordinarily good that you can pick up anything you want to do. You can make a western for all you can. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, I know, just, I'm kind of digging this freaking Swamp Man that I did, because he's not based on any particular one. He's kind of just... I looked up, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that Swamp Thing is badass, and I like when you keep giving updates. I like when you give the, the sketch first. Then you're like, here's the, the, the painting, and this and that. You kind of break it down, and then when you get the final product, especially what you did with the Batman one, the Batman piece with the, the, key, um, the typewriter... I thought that was fucking cool. Oh, yeah. She's going crazy over that piece. I don't know why. Like, I I liked it, but I was like, I could have done it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very true. You know, and that, that's just the artist, though. You Like like us, we, we put out things and we do things and we're like, ah, that could have been better. But I guess someone's like, no, that's amazing. I'm like, no, there's something about it I don't like. And they're like, no. You're yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> We're our hardest critic, you know? Yes, we are. Oh, boy, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, also, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to ask you this question. Um, since... Sure. Since all this has come out, do you think that the DC Universe movies at this point need a hard reset after, you know, even though Justice League did what it did in theaters and considered a flop and now a bunch of WB execs got fired and blah, 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 blah. Do you think it's just for them to like, you know what, let's wait until we do another Batman movie, do another Superman movie, even just another Justice League movie? Because at this point, you know, they are just continue it. Just say, fuck 
Fuck, fuck critics. Just keep on going. Don't even look at what the critics are saying. Just keep going. Yeah, but they'll never do that because the critics are the ones that are going to, uh, you know, Paste kind of good sales. I mean, if you're not pleasing the critics, but I mean, again, that's, that whole thing is rigged. I'm sorry. It Thank really you. is. If you look at the movie Sin City, the first one, okay, that movie was ripped apart. Yeah, it was. It was. People it was. hated it. I don't know anyone that hated it, first of all. I like, loved it. I, I, I bring that up to people. I'm like, yeah, Sin City. People freaking, you know, they, it got ripped. And people said that it was horrible. And they're like, I, the immediate response is like, I loved it. What are you talking about? You know? So <laughs> I don't think that um, it, it's hard. It's a catch-22. You have to please the critics, but at the same time, you don't want to make films for the critics. Right? You want to make films for your audience because that's who you're telling your story to not the critics yeah, and you know the, the biggest you're thing you're not accusing the critics then you're not going to be getting people to go see a movie because the critics are telling people not to go see it yeah it's like Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes is one of those things that's so weird that Phil has brought up a bunch of times it's like Rotten Tomatoes scores are the biggest like influences towards movies nowadays they are, they are. It, it, it affected the crow um jason momoa was supposed to star in the in the new crow movie but the but the studio listened to the critics so much about the tv show and then the following uh uh chapters in the movie that they decided uh, uh-huh. to put it on hold yeah like i don't get that like are not we supposed to just be trying to tell a story that's what I thought. <laughs> and getting it out there for people to see it and form their own opinion and experience and have their own experience with the art. Because really what it comes down to is just an art form. And I think people have lost that. Unless you're going to like the independent film circuit where they expect artsy, fartsy film coming out of the independent. But really that's not true. I just mean that, you know, the big... Studios didn't recognize the potential value of this particular art piece. Or that artist doesn't want to have anything to do with the big corporation because they want to manipulate your art in every way so that they can maximize their profits. So it's it's a really tough medium because there are so many factors that go into it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, we're winding down on time here, but uh, I know Phil has one more question that he wanted to ask. Then we're going to play a game together after this. Uh, okay. Uh, one more question. I, 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 she asked, oh, no. When you're, uh, when you're doing your art, what's on your playlist? I need, because me, I, I write. I write poetry. I, I write uh, short stories and everything. Uh, okay. I need some ideas. Who do, who, who do you listen to? Oh, uh, I listen to, huh. I listen to Pandora often, so the station that I put on Pandora is a hip-hop group called Atmosphere. Okay. Oh, Are Atmosphere, you... yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so with that particular genre comes a lot of, like, Kid Cudi and Brother Ali and Gorillaz and, and, the, and that kind of vibe going on there with that. Um <clears throat> I also listen to a lot of dubstep. Um, so do I. I listen to, <laughs> so like, 
on, uh, again, on Pandora. I'll put on the Talking Heads station. So that plays like Talking Heads, David Bowie, that genre, kind of, you know, 80s. Some, some good old 80s MTV classics. Yeah. So, I mean, I listen to some mainstream um, or things that have, that were mainstream at one time but are no longer mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um I've been on a big Guy Antwood kick the last couple months, so I've been, like, listening to their albums, like, nonstop. Nice. Um, I do listen to, like, you know, alternative 90s music, like Nirvana and, and that genre, too. Um, I do listen to some current stuff, one of my favorite current bands, um, which is not popular, but uh, is Alien Ant Farm and, um, you know, I listen to really one mainstream stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I'm like that too, and I I'm all over the place with my music and stuff like that. And uh, I rap for one, really so I, when I hear that you like hip hop, it's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I listen to a lot of hip hop. It's usually my go-to because I like things where the beat it keeps me going. Um, I don't like it when it's quiet. I'm one of those people that always needs to have sound, even when I was studying college and stuff. I needed the background noise to help me focus. Hell yeah. All right, so we're going to play this game. It's just a new segment we added to the show because you okay. know, we all think everybody's perverts. We, we admit it all the time. We're big perverts. Hell yeah. Especially on this show. This part of the show is called Big Daddy Goes Deep. Oh, wow. <laughs> and okay. I, I asked four questions, and I'm going to leave it up to you and Phil uh, to answer. Uh, so here we go. What creature has a penis twenty times the length of its body? Damn. What creature has a penis twenty times? A, I believe it's the pig. Uh, crocodile. <laughs> no. Scary that I would know that. <laughs> uh, a barnacle. A barnacle. A barnacle. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next question. What percentage of men claim to shave pub, uh, pubic hair regularly? 1%. How many men? Like, bald or just trim it? Uh, just just shave. I'm real specific here. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what makes it fun, though. You can just throw a percentage yeah. out there. It's uh, I'll read the question again. What percentage of men claim to shave pubic hair regularly? I said 1%. I would have to say probably about like 40, 40% maybe, close to 40%. No, you guys are both wrong. 10%. Boom. Okay. Okay. landing strips. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Next question: What English word comes from Latin for Seth for a sword? I'm like, okay, say it again. Okay. What English word mm-hmm. comes from Latin for Seth? For a sword. Seth for this was in the play. 
I have no idea. You've gone into an area that I have not. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the answer is vagina. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I would have never thought that. I, never <laughs> I, 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 I just go online, you know, because you can just go online and find Macbeth. anything. Macbeth. No, that was in Macbeth. Oh. Yeah, that was in Macbeth. A Sith for a sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vagina. It's a vagina. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, a sitophiliac st- gets sexually aroused from what? A uh, who? Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Say that again? A sitophiliac gets sexually aroused from what? Digging in his butt. I don't know. All right. I have no idea. <laughs> Sniffing his toes. <laughs> 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 um, uh, food and sex play. Oh, shit. Oh. Bro, okay. I got this pudding right here. Come here. I got this. We're going to do some oh. new shit. Do some new stuff. <laughs> That's like, hey, I just did I'm some all kinds of stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most definitely, thank you for coming on. Uh, yes, you're awesome. Yeah, most definitely, and uh, the the show should be out in two weeks, and I'll definitely give you a heads up before it hits uh, hits the air. Okay, awesome. Yeah, but um, definitely, and I want to do this again down the road because uh, I I really enjoyed talking to you today, and I'm I'm still geeking out that I'm talking to you. So, oh, <laughs> I'm just a person like you. Really <laughs> am. I know, but I I just get geeked out, and plus to just your art, I, you know, I don't want to go. I'll do it again, but thank you again. You're yes. very welcome. Thank and you very much. anytime you want to have me on the show again, please ask. I'm, uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna add you to Instagram here right now. <laughs> I, okay. keep, I keep I keep trying to do it, but I keep having problems with it. I don't know. The Instagram don't like me lately. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> weird. Yeah, but so have a problem for sure. But uh, thank you for coming on again. And uh, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Not really. Just. You know, like, go to my pages either on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram under my name. If you're interested in some commission art pieces, please get in touch with me. Um, and we can talk about details if you like some original artwork. Sweet. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll definitely be in contact for some art pieces. So. Oh, awesome. Yep, just let me know what you're looking for. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I hope you have a beautiful day out there, and I hope uh, sunshine and rainbows for the future. Yeah, well, thank you. You have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. You take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Ciao. The fuck? Where are we, y'all? I think we're in Detroit, man. Bro, what the fuck is this place? I fuck the ghetto. Boy, Shorty Stone. We end up at some wackos places. Bitch or witch, I hope this poison apple's fake. So let's leave, bro. But Gelato got his ass so bait. Once again, another awful night fiasco. Great. Anywho, this gun stirring some smoky fucking thing. This potion with powers, I'm like, show me what this brings. Fourth watch down the field, solo cup scorcher and esophagus. Lots of miscorn, we'll say yellow slut snorting. 
like the big, but she ain't a babe. Why she melting? Fuck is Gordy choking the wall? Said I think he's melting. Holy shit, I'm stargazed. Please, I need help, King. But this fucking lunatic just had three helpings. Put on the witch's nose, we'll never forget it's huge. Wise Vader and make it quail noises with his shoe. Keep saying it's momentary, but can't get this through to myself. Oh, cause I drank this bitch's witch's brew. <laughs> witch's lives don't fucking matter. Fucking burn them to the fucking cross. Never trust a witch. Fuck a witch and a special batch. Now I feel like this feeling will ever last. Never trust a witch. Fuck a witch and a special batch. Now I feel like this feeling will ever last. Someone get me out of here. Yeah. The permanent delusion starts to worry me. Someone get me out of here. I really hope I'm not stuck for eternity. Oh shit. Here comes the cocaine sniffing. Oh, they tripping in the club raping bitches. They take them to a cemetery. Fuck them in the mortuary. What you about to see a scary horror course shit. All I want to do is cocaine in the bathroom. Get a vacuum to recover this motherfucking value. I lost in a carpet. Now I'm hiding in a closet. Hoping Someone's bringing more drugs before I fucking off myself I know drugs is bad for my health Ain't it sad, but I'm glad I can afford it with my wealth I'm a fucking rock star, I don't care if I die I'm the new Gigi Allen, piss on me, don't cry I'm too high to care, what, why, and where What hides in there, oh fuck, now I'm scared See, I wasn't prepared for what these bitches do Shit in a fucking cup and call it witches brew This dog's licking puke off my fucking cock And I don't, I'm not sure if it's mine Never trust a witch, fuck a witch, and a special badge now I feel like this feeling will ever last Never trust a witch, a witch and a special batch Now I feel like this feeling will ever last Someone get me out of here The permanent delusion starts to worry me Someone get me out of here I really hope I'm not stuck for eternity Before we jump right on in, it's just it's amazing to me that this is happening. Thank you. That's it. So I gotta ask everybody real quick. Who's worked retail? Alright. There, there's certain things in retail that you learn about people. You learn about aspects of them, and sometimes they're assholes. A lot of assholes out there, and a lot of times you gotta ask yourself, why are people so stupid? This is the thing that I've always tried to gather. And I work uh, at a gas station, and this is the biggest thing in my life. I've been there for almost five years, and I've learned one thing. And I, I don't know if it's going to help me in life, but it's the poop face. It's the bathroom face. Because I, I don't know what's going on. Someone's coming in, and they're like, I'm like, hey, can I help you? And they're like, no. And I just walk around the store for a bit, walk around the store, I'm like, can I help you? They're like, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, let's see, let's, let's, let's go around over here, can I help you? Restroom? <laughs> Far back corner. Jeez. 
And so I, I, I take this aspect when somebody walks in, it's, it's, not, it's barely even a reflex. I see someone walk in and it's like, you know, butt cheeks clenched, butt cheeks going like this and everything like that. And all of a sudden I'm just like, far back corner. Just, just, just tell me if you make a mess. That's all I need to know. Because, and the thing with being in the gas station game, why do people take shit so weirdly? They even pee so weirdly in there. They don't even make the toilet. Oh my goodness, I swear it's like this, or just, just, just curving at the toilet, because I don't know if they're going to try and hit the wall and try to hit it back into the toilet. I don't know if they're trying to break some world record or something like that. I don't know. This is just a thing. And... We're, you know, and you always get these questions. The, the, the biggest questions in the gas station game, this is why living the clerk life, you, well, if you go travel, you're going to learn where you're going, right? This, this, <laughs> I get asked directions up the ass about where we're going. Hey, um, by the way, uh, which way is the best way to the Grand Canyon? I'm like, I don't know. You didn't plan that when you fucking went on the trip? <laughs> like, seriously, it, it happens all the time. And they're like, hey, what's the easiest way to get to the highway? I'm like, really? Really, Jimmy? Is that a thing? You really need to figure out where the highway is? Didn't you just come off the highway? As you can tell, this gets, I got a lot of anger issues when it comes to like <laughs> living this life. And there, there's this one thing, I don't know if anybody's ever seen them. They're, uh, they're little gimmick things. They're uh, scorpion suckers. I don't know if you've seen them at gas stations and whatnot. You can tell... You can tell your regulars from your tourists. Because, you know, your regulars come in, they're getting their beer, they're like, hey, how you doing, man? Give me your money and walk off. And then you got somebody else coming in, and they're like, oh my God, is that a real scorpion? Did you, did you eat this? Would you eat this? I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and those, with those little gimmick scorpion things, I've had something really weird happen. And I'm going to tell you this. I learned a new phrase in life. I saw this t-shirt, and I kind of break it down to all aspects of who I am. And this t-shirt says, I am not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> so, in saying this... One night, one night, you know, one day I'm working at the register and this guy comes in and he's like, hot damn, is that a scorpion? I'm like, yeah, it's a scorpion, <laughs> And he goes, he's like, would you eat it? And I'm like, no, because it's like $6 for this damn scorpion. Why would I pay $6 for the scorpion? And he's like, what if I give you $10 to eat it in front of me? And I'm like, <laughs> What if we up at the 15? <laughs> and then he's like, how about 20? And then I, and I watch. And I'm like, well, it is 20 bucks, you know. So my kid needs diapers this week. So, uh, all right, fine. Let's go out back. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and, uh, you just, like I said, being in the retail game and just doing that. And, you know, I also work in food. Where's all my food people out there? who's worked in food. The, the one thing that I hate as somebody that's making food for somebody is when they're, when you're I'm like, hey, when you make your food, you're like, boom, 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 boom. And they're like, hey, is this fresh? Yeah, I just made it. Are you sure? That is the biggest question of fucking food. 
right now. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I didn't take the time to go over on the grill, flip the burger, put some lettuce on it, put some tomatoes, put some pickles. It seems pretty fresh so far. And then hand it to you, and you're going to ask me, is this fresh? <laughs> you're really going to ask me, are you sure? Oh, my goodness. We get it all the time. And, uh, I, you know, I work all over, and I also worked in sushi. And the biggest thing is, are you sure? Is like, excuse me. Like, is this sushi fresh? I'm like, yes, yes. Are you sure? I'm like, yes, yes. Do you have chicken? And I'm like, chicken? Hey, this is fucking sushi. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, I'm just, I just want to make sure, okay? Do you have chicken sushi? No, we don't have chicken sushi. Are you sure? <laughs> this, this is why... You know, <laughs> you just want to punch people in the fucking face sometimes because you're they're so stupid. You know, and, and the the best thing about it is when <laughs> when somebody orders something like a cheeseburger. These are just the easiest little things in life to pick apart. Is when somebody orders a cheeseburger and they're like, "Okay, what's on it?" Well, it's a cheeseburger. Well, what's on it? Cheeseburger, bread. I don't know. Is there lettuce, tomatoes? I, I don't know. It's a cheeseburger. I'm selling you a fucking cheeseburger. Are you sure? So <laughs> you learn a lot of things in this game, but and I'm KMB the Sexy Ninja. Thank you very much. I love you all. Copy, copy, look your wife and give me sloppy toppy Switch the topic and 
Jack, so stop it, what's the logic? I just pop shit, back it up, bite down, Dracula, spectacular Only beginning, make my decision, pause up in the muscle, limits back on Just send me, obviously, do you like human centipede? Foul, I'm monster with the beat, then I unleash the beast The beast unleashed from the east, don't need to greet Hit a feast, the peace, to say the least Yeah, it's goes back, back again She tell her friend, tell her friend It's so back, it's so back Some show love, some push What it is, what it ain't, some real, some fake I ain't finished, no breaks, no way To all the haters that hate me, do it, it okay You see, I don't play, cause this life we live Ain't no damn arcade These niggas still throwing shade Cause I'm an animal, don't know how to behave Eat my remains, bitch, fuck the grave From this point on, I'm on another page From this point on, y'all gon' wish y'all played along Wish I was with the team, cause my team's strong Dream team and give the game no meaning Burn my back, this is sexo season This is that shit that bang Open your mind and go insane It's that bada bada boom bada bang Give me some space, give me plenty room Bang, 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 bang The alarm for the boom, boom, pow, boom, boom, pow Get bitches pussy wet, see it and they smile Ask them why and they all go Yes, who's back? Yes, who's back? Yes, who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yeah, I'm back up in this bitch. Cut some throats, slit some wrists. Let's get psycho while we live. While we live like this is it. I hope you like this short film. And kids never do violence. That's bad. This was just made. Real. This is just fake. Can I show you something better? Yeah. Okay. Up high. On the side. Down low. Too slow. <laughs> Got you, kid. I'll get you. Up high, down low, too slow. SpongeBob, <laughs> our evil plan will work, time know it. Come on, Kathy, it'll work. We won't all be late to the park. Okay, Daddy, coming. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's get you all buckled in, man. There we go. All right. Oh, look at this plan. This will be fun. All right, let's go to the park. All right, 
Crazy shit. Man, we full of that crazy shit. It's your boy politicized. And this shaggy too dope. We do that crazy shit all the time, wait, wait, wait. bitch. Slap Kimmy on her ass. She was chillin' with Kanye. Walk with my dick hard past the ganja. Yeah, do crazy shit when I'm rhyming. Made a snuff flick with dust and diamond. Don't wanna punch Joe Biden. He a pedo. Put him in a jail cell wearing stilettos. Gave Cardi B a fat lip and a fat dick. Fat shit, man. I ain't fucking no fat bitch. Sick of these motherfuckers, they putting me down. What? Oh, don't you know? I've been down with the clown. Murder go round, motherfucker, till the body been found. Doing everything to make America great. Put my cock in Melania, Trump can wait. Taking ass, riding pussy, push him out of the car. Get into a fight, beat him down like a bar. Get into a fight, beat him down like a bar. I'm a nightmare creature, catch the feature, but get beat down like a pedo preacher. I'm Jack Reacher, what the fuck is you talking? Until I make it so you motherfuckers wouldn't be walking. I take a fat motherfucker, make him die to death. <laughs> Sprinkle him with butter, now we gaining his breath. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all that crazy shit. Doing all that crazy shit. Doing all that crazy shit. We do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Doing all that crazy shit. Doing all that crazy shit. Doing all that crazy shit. We do it. We do it. Yeah. Let me tell you a little something about what we do. Ooh, ooh, me and politicize. We get up and we rise up on these fucking fools. Ha ha! You scared? I see you shaking in the knockoff Jordans. I'm rocking these new Payless shoes. No laces, hanging tongues. You know you doing the same shit as us. You punk motherfuckers. Say you make a couple few more bucks than us. So now you hoes got a front. Not me. I eat a homeless ass in the back behind the dumpster. Go straight in the club and tongue kiss with a Fine ass bitch, but before I fuck her, gonna bust on a fancy dancing thugs. Hand I dip out, out. When I watch a man has her on the dance floor eating her out, out. I'm a straight scrub, I've always been, and I'm still one. Ain't changed, still hang with the same scrub gang, even after a couple million. And I'm on a rampage, I'm doing shit you never would. I replace baby pacifiers with butt plugs. Nasty shit, crazy shit, oh shit. Not your crew, you motherfuckers never do shit, no dirt, no way. But we do. Doing all that crazy shit, doing all that crazy shit, doing all that crazy shit, we do it, we do it, do it. Doing all that crazy shit, doing all that crazy shit, doing all that crazy shit, we do it, we do it, yeah. 